Welcome to Origin Gate. This is Wisdom's Echo with your thought for the day, and my name is Lindy Masters. I've been pondering lately uh, on the words of our mouth, you know, that your language is your anchor. The thing that you say comes from your heart, and as you think in your heart, so are you. So it's incredibly important to watch our language. And from the time I got born again four decades ago, born again from above, I've always been fascinated and loved this with this scripture, Proverbs 18, 20, 21. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. We are filled with the stuff that comes out of our mouth, the stuff we produce fills us. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. What fruit is that? Well, the fruit of the stuff, that the life or the death that comes out of the power of your tongue. And I've been fascinated with this. I've watched it for, you know, and and watched what I've said for, for decades. I've been, I've always been a glass half full, not a glass half empty person. I've always said, it's going to get better. I've always been the rah-rah girl, you know, we can do it. It's going to be okay. So I do suffer people who are negative lightly because it just is draining. It's terribly draining. And I do come from a family where half of the family were very negative and half were fun. And so <clears throat> I've chosen to really redirect myself away from negativity. Not that I won't be around negative people, but I try and change the subject all the time. So my language is my anchor. So I have to make an active action to turn towards the future, to turn towards that which I see is positive, that which I see is my future. And for me, my future is bright. It doesn't matter whether I'm living in a post-Brexit, post-COVID United Kingdom, or I'm living in a post-COVID, post oh, all types of crazy Africa, uh, in South Africa. It doesn't matter because my language is my anchor. My anchor is not, well, I've got to move my family out of Africa. There's no future because my future is how I make it. My future is what I determine it to be, not what a government determines it to be or even the economy. My future is anchored in him and I only do what he tells me to do. So moving somewhere else I always say, you know, they say the grass is greener on the other side, but honestly, the grass still needs cutting. And so we need to be careful that we don't run with the fear of the world, which becomes our anchor, instead of uh, that which he always told us to do. You can prosper, be in health and safe in the midst of turmoil if you are in the perfect will of Yahweh, and the perfect will of Yahweh is that which he tells you to do. So we need to make an active action to turn towards our future, to turn and engage by observation that which Yahweh has for us, and then to grow it in the place that we're in. So death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. We eat the fruit of the stuff that we say. You know, it's, it, it, it uh, does the same for our health. It does the same for our wealth. It does the same for our safety. If we are not watching what we do and how we speak, we will bring death illness and all types of things upon us. Now, that's not to say if you're ill that you've done something wrong. I'm just saying that we need to be careful how we speak. Even if you are unwell, you need to make sure that you speak life and not death. So as priests, Yahweh has called us to mediate all of the secrets and the mysteries of Yahweh into existence. He, he's called us to be the ones who will bring it into existence by reaching into the, the Hoshek, into the darkness, into that which he has. Now, you know, when we speak about the dark cloud of the Lord, 
code or we speak about hashik, which is the hiddenness of darkness, we often think it's demonic, it's demons, anything that's black or dark is demonic, but it's not. Demons aren't dark, they're just corrupt because there's an absence of light in them. So the demonic realm is just an absence of light. So the minute light pitches up into a demonic realm, the demonic realm either has to flee or change. So I've gone from a 30-year-long ministry into the demonic, into demonology, into casting demons out of people. I've gone from that to I don't really see them much anymore because I teach people how to deal into their DNA and how to deal into the cellular memory of the stuff that comes down generationally in the cellular memory, uh, in the DNA memory of who we are. And once we do that, the demon really doesn't have anywhere to sit because I, f- I found out the other day, and I've known this for 40 years, but I found out the other day that, that, that Satan and his hordes were defeated at the cross. Oh my gosh. So then why am I spending my life fighting demons or creating demons by the way? I fight them, ask them their names, tell them to reveal themselves and all the crazy stuff that we do do when when really they're just a defeated foe. You remember the scripture says that we will one day look upon Lucifer and go, what, is this the one that really brought the nations to their knees? Come on. So darkness is the record of that which is not yet in the light, both the secrets and the mysteries of Yahweh. And of course, the, you know, the demonic, they're in they're in the darkness. Um, and so when there's an absence of light, there's a corruption. They are always in darkness. I don't believe they can ever come out of that because they chose this pathway. This is what they're there to do and they're not my business. They will be dealt with uh, at the end of, of an age and Yahweh will deal into that. They don't bother me any longer. So we need to remember not to create chaos around us. We need to sit within the truth of what Yahweh has said about us and for us and engage into our future. Sit within the pillars of truth and of faith and engage with your future because you, you're being equipped to become the future. We're not going to live in the future. We're going to become the future. And here's the thing. You can't take your past and embed it into your future. That's why when, you know, there were these different hashtag movements. I never, ever put a hashtag onto anything because I'm not defined by my past. My past is under the blood. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old is gone and the new has come. I'm not defined by that. So I wouldn't uh, identify with any of the hashtag movements because that's not the future, that's the present. And a lot of the present is embedded in corruption. And I didn't want to take anything from the past and embed it into my future because then I'm just reproducing the same junk I've been living in and I don't want that. I am embedding myself in the future and my past has been covered in the blood. It's been dealt with in my DNA and I'm sorted. If you want to know how to deal into all of this stuff, do have a look at uh, the the nest um the nest is an, a marvelous platform for for learning how to deal into your junk, how to deal into your DNA. So darkness is not something I'm afraid of. Darkness is just the absence of light. So when we speak about the Hoshek or the dark cloud of the Lord, which is what Moses went into, it wasn't a demonic place. It was a wonderful place. Even when Yeshua was on the cross and it got dark around him, that wasn't because there was a demons. He'd already defeated them, remember? He'd gone to hell and he'd defeated them and taken the keys of death and hell and Hades. He'd taken them away in the grave. Uh, the the darkness that came around Yeshua uh, when he when he got he had gone and defeated them they couldn't come around the Son of God come on when he died on the cross that darkness was not the demons going yes we've won that darkness was the Father hidden in mystery 
hidden in mystery, watching his son. And he says, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my father, why have you forsaken me? Just because there was a separation because of sin, he, he chose to take the sin of the world upon him, not because there was demons separating him. And I think I'd learned that in church, you know, the demons had come down and they'd separated him from God. No, sin has separated him. He'd taken the sin so that we could, once and for all, there was one sacrifice to be done. So he wasn't afraid um, of the demons. Remember the demons, they're, they're just in darkness. There's no salvation for them. There's no change for them. This is what they chose. They had, you know, this is this is what they, they chose to do. This is what they chose to be. Um, I think the book of Enoch speaks about the the offspring um, of the angels that came down with the woman and had children. Those offspring, when they died, became demons, and the the females, when they died, they became sirens. They became mermaids. And I'm not a mermaid lover. I think the only mermaid I like is a dead one. But there we go. So your your language is your anchor. You need to make sure that you're not growing your own demons by going, oh my gosh, you know, the, the demons are coming off me. I've had a terrible week, the, uh, such a demonic stuff coming against me. And I've, I have a lot of folk and a lot of friends who speak like that. It's just a, a week where the enemy has just come against me. And and for me, that is really framing up a, a, a life and death in the power of the tongue, that you're, you're eating the fruit, you're loving the fruit of what's come out your mouth. The enemy, you're, you're creating a larger enemy than he is. Yes, there might be enemy attacks, but when it happens, I'm like, excuse me, do you know who I am? You can't come against me. Do you know who I am? And I discovered that when I first cast demons that I was really afraid. I think I had I had sold into the ideology that the demons would come into me if I had any form of sin in my life and they would come and possess me if I was casting it out of someone. And I was really frightened of them. I was frightened of doing it. And then I did deliverance with someone, with my husband, and and there was no one else to do it. And everyone thought I knew what I was doing, so I faked it until I made it. And I began to cast this demon out. And when I looked into the eyes of the guy that I was casting demons out of, those demons were looking at me through his eye gate, and they were terrified of me. And it was a, a, a definitive moment for me, a moment of, oh, my gosh, they're frightened of me. And yeah, I have been frightened of them for the last you know, 10 years of my Christian walk. They're frightened of me. What? And that was the day I took off, man. Anything that looked like vaguely demonic, I cast it out. I was that person. But here's the thing. Since I began to look into, because I grew up, I, I, I was born seeing in the demonic realm. And my language had become my anchor, my anchor. I could always see in the demonic realm. And I had to change that. And then yeah, one day I said, Yahweh, I really want to see only into the angelic realm. The demonic realm is a defeated foe. I don't want to see that all the time. And I had to train myself not to keep turning my attention towards the demonic realm, but turn it towards the angelic realm, which was so much better. I wanted to walk towards him and his faces. And I wanted to share breath with him, not with the demonic realm. And the minute I did that, it was interesting because around every home we ever had, we would have juju and we would have what in South Africa they call mooty stuff stuck outside the house with potions and things to curse us. But the minute I turned my attention towards Yahweh's realm and the realm of the angelic, all the potions stopped, not because we were ineffective. We were more effective now, but because our focus had changed so much that they could almost not see us in the spirit. In other words, we were not attracting the demonic to fight us and come against us, and we were coming against them. Always winning, but always fighting. But now we were in a place where we were completely covered by the mountain of Yahweh as I sat on the mountain of our ministry and of what we did. 
They couldn't see us. And then all of that stuff stopped around our home. It was amazing because we were covered by his glory, by his light. And remember, demons on dark, they just corrupt. There's an absence of light within them. And there's no amount of light that comes in them that will ever change them because they are who they are. They have chosen to be corrupt. So your language must be your anchor. In this time, you know, post all the crazy stuff that we've gone through in the last two years, we need to sit within the pillars of faith and truth and love and engage with our future, not dragging our past into the future, but speaking life into our future and pulling our future into our present. So how do I do that? By faith, because, you know, I know we live by faith, we walk by faith. He said, when I come back, will I find faith on the face of the earth? We don't not need faith. I heard someone say the other day, we didn't need faith because we'd found God and faith was obsolete. Well, faith is a being that was created by Yahweh. And then you have the law of faith and you live in faith, by faith, walking through faith, with faith that you can't separate from faith. When he comes back, will he find faith on the face of the earth? Will he find us walking in and with faith, the being on the face of the earth? And so uh, by faith, I will look in the future and say, this is what I see economically. This is what I see for my family, for our dynasty. This is what I see for the ministry. This is what I see for my life and my health. This is what I see with regards to the countries I travel to, the groups that I start all around the world. And I, I speak it out, grab hold of it, then pull from my future into my presence and then I sit in it and my language becomes my anchor. It begins to work itself out because there is life and death in the power of the tongue and those who love it eat it. So I begin to eat the fruit of the thing I love, which is my future, which is awesome. And so when I speak like that, it says my stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of my mouth and I will be filled from the produce of my lips. My family is filled from the produce of our lips. Our bank account is filled from the produce of our lips. Our ministry is filled from the produce of our lips. Our country walks in health and wealth and peace from the produce of our lips because my language is my anchor. That's why I refuse to turn towards below the sun, as we call it, the stuff that's corrupted below the sun. And I always look above the sun, that which sits in the realms of the kingdom, not that which sits in the morality and the the, the mess of man. Because the news, man, they've always tell you the stuff that they see as their reality, but God, but saints who know how to manifest, bringing the future into the present and then the whole of creation groaning, waiting for us to manifest. We start manifesting because our language is our anchor. We are equipped to become the future. We are the future, bringing it into the present so that we can walk it out in the fullness of all that Yahweh has got for us within creation. So shalom today as you turn your language towards being your anchor.